In part one of the 16 geniuses, 16 genetic personality types, I introduced everybody to the idea that there are genetic types. The moment the sperm and egg have union, a genetic type is formed. And from that and after that, conditioning becomes extremely important to develop that person. And there are very specific things that need to happen based on what type that person is. So there's 16 genetic personality types. I identified that 30, over 30 years ago. I've been collecting information on those genetic types every moment of every day for the last 30 some years. We have some data here. So let's start to bring you into that information. The first thing that happens when you tell people about a type is that types exist, genetic types exist. The poem that I wrote enters my mind when I'm with the person. And that poem is, once you know about types for the rest of your life, anytime you meet a person, the indelible question will enter your mind, what type is this person? That's what happens to me. And then I have to try to explain to the person about what type they are and what other people's types are. Today, what I want to talk about is about the high and low traits associated with a type. So when somebody's born as a type, they have a genetic makeup that gives them a propensity to have very high development of certain personality characteristics. Now, for some people, that could be honesty or hopefulness. Another person, not that everybody doesn't have that, but this is a 24-7 affair. They know more about it than you'll ever imagine anybody could ever know. And somebody has high traits of speculation or concomitant thinking. Other people have high traits of athleticism or helpfulness or decision-making or creative or unconditionally loving or having good judgment. These are pervasive traits associated with each one of these types. These are innate, they're born in, they're pervasive, they're inalienable. You can't take them out of a person. And when a type is born, it doesn't matter what you do to them, you can't change their type. What you can do is give them really positive conditioning so the person can develop in a very specific way, not just for their type, but for them, because people are totally different, of course. When you know about that types exist, one of the things you start to see happening is that they start to group themselves. And just like the four parts of yourself as a person, there's a physical part, there's a thinking part, there's an emotional part, and there's a spiritual part. And there's likewise four groups of types that are like that. And there are four types within each one of those groups. And those groups are equivalent to each other in very specific ways. For example, the physical group is very loving and angry. The thinking types are very afraid, fearless or afraid. The emotional types are very excited or anxious, and the spiritual types are very kind of calm or frightened. The physical types are very present-minded. The thinking types are very future-minded. The emotional types are aware of the past. And the spiritual types have a liquid sense of time where time passes, you know, really fast when you're having a good time and really drags when you're have, not having a good time. They also have very specific, the types do, have very specific bone rotational relationships. That's individual to types. 
Each one of the types also has a particular smell or hormone. They have pheromones that smell a particular way. And that's why people are attracted to particular types is because of those pheromones. They just love the way that person smells. The types also have other things that are similar, like what their, their equivalency, their, the awareness styles of the four groups of types. The physical types are awake or asleep in the daytime. The thinking types are actually either clear or confused in their thinking. The emotional types are either conscious or unconscious of their desires and others. And the spiritual types are either alive or dead, or um, they're very much aware of people's energy or their lack of energy, that kind of thing. And there's also a perceptual instinct that's very important for the four groups that's equivalent. The physical types have discernment when they look at people. And the thinking types have insight into people. And the emotional types have a shrewdness and the spiritual types have judgment. So here you are, uh, the sperm hits the, and the egg join, the genetic type is formed, and now that person's one of 16 types, and in one of these four groups of types, and all the types have equivalent qualities, and the four groups have equivalent things they're doing, but they're very different. Also, after you see that there's four groups of type, you start to notice that half the people tend to be very thinky, and half tend to be very feeling-based. But the thinking types kind of do it in two different ways. The, the anal, there's an analytical way of thinking by the thinking types, and there's a logical way by the spiritual types. And then in terms of feeling, there's the feeling types, the love of the physical types, and then there's the desire of the emotional types. So you have this kind of thinking axis or feeling axis of these four groups of types. And then the best part, of course, because you know that all muscle groups have a balancing muscle group on the other side. So your bicep and your tricep balance, right? Your pec and the muscles in the back of your shoulder balance each other. The muscles on the inside of your leg and outside balance each other. And the muscles don't just balance in terms of physical action. They balance in terms of physiological function. Gallbladder and liver, stomach and spleen, lung and large intestine. These balance in their physicality. But they also balance in terms of personality. And that's when it gets interesting. Because what was discovered almost 20 years after knowing types was that I found out that what one type was conscious of, their balancing type was unconscious of. And so, and even more surprising, that inside of a person, there's an unconscious type and the unconscious doesn't mean that the person doesn't really just know things. The unconscious is just a temporary holding ground for content that you can't process. But there's a type associated with that, and that happens to be your balancing type. So inside of me is a female that has balancing qualities for my type, and the reverse for a female. And so that's why the two genders can identify each other, because they have those within themselves and their qualities balance each other. So I tend to really like to work and I like things that are, that make sense together. I'm really into quality and stuff. And my balancing type is really into fun and communication and knowing how to prioritize. Those are very far away from what I'm normally knowing how to do. 
So what my balancing type is normally conscious of, I'm normally not very conscious of, and vice versa. So one of the biggest qualities about knowing about types is not just that people are born a type, and there's 16 of them, and that there's four groups of types, and everything's equivalent. And if you put a whole bunch of people together that are the same type, say like 10 people that are the same type, they smell the same no matter what their age groups are. It's unbelievable. They talk the same. They like the same kinds of things. Uh, they're attracted to similar things. Besides all of that, the more you see groups of people together that are the same type, the more different they look. The types, instead of getting you to be biased about a type and putting a person in a box, you get to see people even more individual. I mean, if you talk to a person that works in a garden and you have a bunch of lettuce in the garden, each one of those lettuces is really, really different from each other. And people are even more different than lettuce and animals. So you need to know that about types, that it allows you to know people even more specifically and find out what's just so genius about that combination of genes that occurred that creates that genius person that nobody else is actually will ever be like. That's really good. There's another part. When you have these 16 types of people, they of course create kinds of relationships. And so when some people get together, they're creative. There's actually eight couples that create in different ways. Other people get together and they're great at business, business in eight different ways. Other people get together and they're political and they have great insight in eight different ways to do that. I think everybody now knows a lot about personalities because there's so many mediums to study personalities. You're seeing it on TV, you're watching it in movies, you're watching it on YouTube, you're watching it on TikTok, you're watching so many people all the time. Everybody knows people are different types. So the younger population go, she's not my type, he's not my type. I need this type of person for real estate. I need this type of person to, to be my doctor. I mean, people really kind of know that that exists. They just don't know they're actually types. I want you to know about the types and because everybody knows about them, but I just identify that there are genetic types. I like to say knowing types adds light to something that's already lit. Have a great day.